0: Everybody. thank you for tuning into the stuff i heard podcast i'm your host josh peak and this is episode 275 Jeez, wow 275 that's amazing um i've got uh, josh Treadaway again once more with me because uh the mandalorian is in high demand and uh he watched the episode on Saturday. I happened to watch it on Friday and he called me Saturday geeking out and we had a conversation about it. And I thought, wow, dude, this is the podcast. He's like, I'm heading into work. I can't talk right now. I was like, "Oh, okay. But a lot of stuff happened this podcast. We're going to and and say up front, this is the stuff I heard podcast. And this is about the Mandalorian. The series that's on Disney plus. And if you don't like spoilers, uh, don't listen to it. Uh, watch, the latest episode, and then come back to us. Just for instance, this is season two. Um, what is it? The sixth episode of season two?
1: I think it's the sixth, yeah. At least yeah. So.
0: And if, if they follow the same parameter they did season one, there's going to be eight episodes. So it means we got two episodes left, which is kind of what I expected by the end of this. So in this episode, we have the big reveal of Boba Fett. The big reveal of Boba Fett. The big reveal... Oh. We get to see Slave One enter the enter the atmosphere of this planet. I mean, holy you lose crap! Your mind.
1: You I lose was your like, mind when you realize it's Slave One,
0: I was geeking out. I was like, it's gonna happen. This is about to go down, baby. Oh my goodness! So, like, my wife this whole time has been like, it was a big deal about Boba Fett. I mean, I was like, what, what, what did you say to me? Like, it's like me asking her, what's the big deal about Mickey Mouse? You know,
1: on Ooh, that on that kind, kind of level. level. That's on a level right there, man. So
0: this episode, we got to see Boba Fett land and immediately take out stormtroopers with earth shattering force of a stick. Like he has a stick and he just brutalizes some star troopers with, with the stick, man. He just, we talked about this. I've never seen the right. shattering of the helmets and the gear. And he totally like shattered face plates and chest armor and pierced their armor and, I was like, Holy crap. Like this was, this was good. This was really good. I mean, and he, he took out a whole bunch of star troopers by himself before he ever put on his armor.
1: I was like, God, the armor. I mean, before the armor, I mean, it was just amazing. Like what he was doing with that staff. I'm mean, granted it was, it was a, it was a created staff. I mean, it was, yeah. there was obviously some kind of, you know, like cog at the end of it, that, that basically just like a big giant baseball bat basically. Yeah.
0: Well with, with like a, Almost like a like a needle point with a with a yeah. harness thing around he did, it. He
1: did, he did he did stab through.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, and and I read a line that it it they believe that he got the staff through the um through the sand people. Like he, that okay. it was they showed like you know imagery of of what the sand people used and imagery of what he was using. It's just slightly morphed out of what they used. So maybe I mean. We do know that in Return of the Jedi, he got swallowed up and we thought, oh no, there that's thats how he ends? Like, come on, this is stupid. And then we heard through different books and writings and stuff like that, that he actually lived. Like he made it out of the Sarlacc pit and that, you know, while we're watching The Mandalorian, we talked about, you know, the first episode, Timothy Oliphant's wearing his, his outfit right. and you're like, Oh, baby, it's about to happen. And then at the end of the episode, you get a glimpse of Boba Fett. And, and it was that big controversy of, is it Boba Fett or is it...
1: Um, we thought it might be Rex. Rex, yes. It could be Rex. Yeah, because because they,
0: I mean, they're all based off of his dad. So Jango Fett was the blueprint for all of the stormtroopers in the beginning. He was the original that they took all the DNA from to make these clone this clone army supposedly for the empire or for the back then it was for the republic they called it right. yeah so we we learned through the different movies and through the animated show that all of this was designed by senator palpatine who is quote unquote you know the bad guy um he was the emperor all along uh but he coordinated all this to happen just to create such confusion that the jedi would never catch on to the fact that this what they call the separatists which is the robot army and the republic which was the stormtroopers fighting each other were actually all controlled by the emperor At at some point we see the order 66 where the stormtroopers turn on the jedi and try to and and kill most of the jedi because there's so many of them because the jedi never see it coming they don't
1: they well, don't have they any thought, reason talk about side with them through the whole clone wars i mean like yeah. you know it, it was, you know, they, it, it would be like if you were just, you know, on a, on a battlefield and then all of a sudden, your buddy beside you just turns and starts, you know, yeah being, and, laying waste to people.
0: And I mean, thank goodness for Dave Filoni for coming up with the storyline of the Clone Wars and the Osoka Tano character who survived Order 66. And you see that battle um, that she has with her own stormtroopers, where she basically, figures out along the way what's going on and removes the implants of several of the stormtroopers rex included captain rex Mm -hmm. is like her buddy and when he turns on her she's like this isn't you and like she knows this implant thing was going on and she has it zapped and he shakes out of it and they help get a few others out of it and the cool thing about the the animated show um and this is this is really smart by dave to come up with all this stuff but um, we get to see some of that in like rebels where you have the leftover stormtroopers who are just out there living their life as, as they look like clones. I mean, but they all have different personalities and they all have different battle scars, but they're older and they're, they're just trying to survive. And at a certain point they go, yeah, we're just, we just want to help people live. And they kind of become like a mercenary group that helps other people survive in whatever situation they end. And they end up helping, uh, Ezra Pritchard and his group, um, And at some point, uh, you know, give the ultimate sacrifice. Most of them do. I think one or two of them live out of that whole group. But it was really impressive. I was really blown away. I especially liked not only the fact that you get to see, like, my wife made a comment that during Mandalorian, the second season, we really haven't seen the baby, what they call baby Yoda, which we learned is Grogu. We haven't seen him use his powers. And You place him on the stone. He's looking at a butterfly and he's like, this isn't working, you know, and he turns around and then he turns around again, he's in full Zen mode. He's got his fingers like this and he's got his eyes closed and this huge halo of light is beaming from the rock around him with these interesting like hieroglyphics and stuff. And he's obviously communicating to something. We don't know what, but it, like if, if there's broadband, he's he's six G right there. <laughs> he's like, Oh, I'm I'm sending out a shout out to all the homies. I mean, if there's any Jedi anywhere, he he's sending a signal out, obviously. And and it's from the source. Like that we all talk about the fact that that this planet, this rock, this what is it? Um Typhon is where the Jedi origin came from. And for whatever reason, this is like their holy ground. And he basically taps into whatever that power source is through him, you know, and and we hear Ahsoka Tano say that in the last episode where she was like, you take him to the rock and he decides. He decides whether he walks away from it or if he chooses the force. And if he chooses the force, then the Jedi will find him. And so he's obviously chosen the force. I mean, because otherwise nothing would have happened, right?
1: Right. I I think so as well. I mean, I would do.
0: I mean, we, we, there is that mystery of the fact that we don't know what he's saying. So that does leave up a lot of interpretation for fans like us to geek out about and talk about and have conversations about and be like, Oh, I bet this happened. And then when something happens, we talk about it even more. So, I mean, it's a genius idea to have him not be able to communicate to us, even though we all want him to tell us what happened along the way, you know? Um,
1: well, we know we we know that he got some kind of enlightenment because when he was in the uh the holding cell, he's just playing with those troopers.
0: Well, but I don't know if you notice, he was also using force choke, which is a dark side
1: power. Right. And I no, I, no, I, I was going to I was going to mention that as well that like it 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 it, it, went, it went he's he's kind of in a gray area right now.
0: Right. I mean, but he also used force choke when it came to that that big rhino monster in the very first episode of the first season.
1: He didn't really use choke though. He was just he was just it was just a forced hold. I mean, he was just lifting it up. It wasn't actually choking. He just no, held but it up. No, but he
0: choked it to kill it. Like he was the reason that died.
1: No, the big, the big, the big huge, like horn monster. No. Um it it he ran out of he ran out of energy. He fell, fell asleep. And then as it dropped, um Mando stabbed him in the back in oh, the neck, which that's is right. that's where right. where the heart is, like a kind of like a deer kind of thing. And he caught him and killed him.
0: I thought he was choking him.
1: No, he just lifted him up so he, could, he couldn't knock Mando down. And he was going to hold him up, but he held him up as long as he possibly could. And then he lost all of his, I guess, I guess his, you know, his, his force energy drained. Yeah. He, he just fell asleep. Yeah. And then that's when the thing dropped to the ground and Mando just went and stabbed it while he was paying attention to it
0: well i mean you definitely get to see him throw around a few stormtroopers at each other which i always find hilarious that's always fun i mean that's that reminds me of the hulk when he when he beat up you know some of the bad guys with bad guys like he picks them up and just (laughs) you know it's sort of like doing that with the force i mean and and you know if you have a character such as like if yoda were in this that's the kind of stuff he would have done because he has that kind of power um And obviously this kid is very powerful. Otherwise he wouldn't be able to do the stuff he's doing at such a, a, such a tiny little presence, you know, but he hasn't been using the force. So he does get tired easily, um, which we see happen toward the end of the episode. Um, And he comes face to face with Moth Gideon and the dark saber, which I thought was really cool. Um, He obviously chose the force, but he's also, like you said, in kind of a gray area, because I think when he's, when he's in there, he's angry and his anger is that side that Ahsoka talked about. She's like, I'm, I'm nervous what this will, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to harness this and I don't want to grow this because I've seen what it can do. And she's obviously talking about how Anakin became Darth Vader and kudos to whoever made that YouTube video that I shared on Facebook. That was really cool to show the, for people who haven't watched what what we've seen or, or all of the stuff that I've seen. I mean, I've seen a crap ton lately. Um, to kind of understand who Ahsoka is and and what she means to Vader and what she means to the fight against the emperor and against the dark side. Um, I had a conversation with somebody uh, this week who mentioned that maybe he feels that the child is being used. His powers are being, are going to be used to try and reanimate the emperor, Senator Palpatine. Maybe that's how the emperor comes back to life, and that is that's interesting. That's an interesting theory. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's really cool. I really like the mechanical shock trooper type stormtroopers that were flying around with their the Whoa. mechanical ones that were flying around with their boots. Just pff, I was like, oh, that's terrifying. That's like Iron Man. If 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 Star Wars and Iron
1: Man had blended, well, they're basically like interceptors. Yeah, from the rebels.
0: Well, the interceptors. I mean, a lot of people don't know anything about the interceptors, but they were basically like the the the. To, in my mm-hmm. example, like the elite, but also the kind of Padawans to the the Sith lords. I mean, yeah. but they're you know really bad news. I mean, pff, if the interceptors are coming after you, it's not a good day. I mean, that's but to me, it's the equivalent of a young Padawan Jedi learner. I mean, it's just the dark side versus the light side. Again, thankfully, Ahsoka's neither, because you need that middle ground to fight them. I mean, that's you need that kind of decision making of no, 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 this ends now. Like whereas the Jedi would have been like, oh, we'll just capture them. No, 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 no. No, sometimes, you, yeah,
1: sometimes you got to just make that make that hard decision.
0: Sometimes well, that I lightsaber kinda, just takes them out, baby.
1: See, I kind of I kind of see them as more of like a Johnny Ringo, kind of okay. like that badass in the group that you know yeah they're 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 still they're still kind of you know yeah they're, they're a little bit they're a little bit of like a disciple but for the most part they're just they're they're, they're gunslingers
0: yeah yeah
1: that's a little yeah, bit but- what, I, what i saw with the interceptors i mean like yes they, they do they do follow a you know a leader but the leader has the has has the the, the brains of the group
0: but yeah. the
1: that's just that, that was just kind of like my, my 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 assessment
0: that's a good analogy because like in the animated show they're not exactly the on the same level as ventress right ventress is more she reports to dooku all the time and he she's always trying you know trying to figure out what he wants and help and and follow through with whatever demands he has whereas the interceptors are hey go do this and and that's kind of the only conversation they have um and once they show that. up, you know, it's bad news. Cause like when I first saw them and they did that, that spinny blade thing and I was like, Oh yeah. Oh my God. What is that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like, why do all, why, 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 does the dark side get all the fun toys? Yeah, It's like, it's like a, uh, but what, what, what was it? The, the Batman, remember the Batman movie? Yeah. You get all those wonderful toys. I mean, they just yeah. kept getting all those wonderful toys. Yeah. Like, why, why hasn't someone on the, on the light side, figure out to, you know, make these kind of things too.
0: Well, you see, you see the double blade pull out and you're like, yeah, I've seen Double Blades before, and all of a sudden he goes and they start spinning. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> run, run now, run really fast.
1: <laughs> but then you did get Ezra with his lightsaber, like, uh, with the gun. gun, yeah, that yeah, was cool, yeah, that was really
0: cool. I mean, holy cow, that was
1: very innovative, was very innovative. And, yeah. and, it, and, it, and it and it and it plays into the show very well as well.
0: It does, it totally does. And, you know, I keep hearing more and more about a live action version of that coming. Um,
1: That'll be really hard to do.
0: It would be. Um, it can be done, though. I mean, I mean with, the, with the success of what we have available, every, everything builds on each other. And we talked about the fact that Disney Plus has that show Gallery, where they basically show how they filmed it. And they use some technology that they learned from when Jon Favreau did Jungle Book, where he basically had a video game. Engine create the environment around them so that they were they could do anything inside of this circular theater room that basically had a video game engine that supplied these thousands of TV screen, you know images with whatever their environment is. It lowers the cost of everything and it makes it more doable, and it makes all the other special effects doable. So everything they build on, they build on even more, which makes all of this even possible. I mean, the crazy part though is is especially with the animated show, to me, the hardest part is the little robot guy that they got with him. Um,
1: uh, chopper? Chopper,
0: yeah. That's going to be the hardest part because that, that character alone has so many moving parts and so many variables. It's way harder than R2, way harder than BB-8. There's a lot going into it. I mean, a lot of things happen.
1: I mean, he's more than a droid. I mean, he's yeah. almost like a Five alive kind of thing. Like yeah, he has, he has his own personality, his own character. I mean, it's really... You know, it really uh, an, an impressive um character to the show and it
0: and it that would be the hardest part of recreating it, I think, and to me he was as much a character as Ezra Pritchard was, which is a leap saying, but
1: it is i mean i can, I can see i mean he, he he's he's very integral i mean the, yeah. the, I don't think there's one person in that group you could take out no be the same show
0: no Satine I'm looking forward to seeing the most though
1: are you? Just because you want to see how hot she can make it in real, they can make her in real life.
0: Well, I mean that's going to be an obvious answer, but I mean the cosplay alone is going to be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But but you know the the stylized helmet coloring and the you know her abilities as a Mandalorian as well. um, Even though she's somewhat shunned by her people, and then the battle between her and Katie Zakoff is going to be legendary. I mean, and then they finally make up, and there might be a pillow scene, pillow fight. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'll tell you whatever when i when i first started wearables, it really reminded me of kind of like the firefly show i Got never watched firefly of... Ooh,
0: i like the fact that they were basically they keep saying they're in a hunk of junk and yet it's yeah. really it's a really cool hunk of junk like the the lady who flies it makes it do things it's not supposed to do which is kind of what the millennium falcon was it was supposed to be this hunk of junk and oh, you fly around and this is this thing is this is bad, you know, everybody kept telling them this is a, this is a bad machine right here. And you don't understand, like a lot of people didn't watch solo. They don't know anything about the millennium Falcon. They don't know the fact that this Android brain thing is inside of the machine with all these star maps and stuff that, that kind of free think on their own and do their own thing in a way. There's elements of that. When you see them talking, like whenever R2D2 plugs into it for the first time that we see in 1977, and R2, you know, and, and C3PO makes a comment. This th- this thing speaks a language that, that I'm unfamiliar with. Like, right. <laughs> like they have to, they relearn how to speak to it, even though they're supposed to know how to speak to everything that's out there. This thing has kind of created its own language because it was such an advanced AI. I mean, so I don't know. I feel bad for people who don't get into this because it's wildly entertaining.
1: It's fantastic. <laughs> I, 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 I know. I still, I still have my poster, everything I learned about life. I learned from star Wars.
0: Yeah. It's so much fun. Um, I took notes because I'm a geek. Like, you see this?
1: <laughs> see, that's good notes, too. That's not just like a couple of little pieces of writing down there.
0: No, no.
1: Um, well, where, 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 we were, where we were when we were in the conversation that we decided this wanted to be a podcast, we were discussing the whole beauty of the fact that we thought that Osaka was going to get her own show. And she's and been she- greenlit. In the process, in the process, you sent me a, a link, and she signed on for three seasons.
0: Three seasons of her own show.
1: How cool is, is that? That is just freaking rocking, man. I mean, uh, and on top of that, like I said, what that's going to do for these young girls and young black girls. I mean, that's what Disney's trying to do with this whole thing because they've had us since seventy seven. I mean, yeah. they've guys, and they've got some of the girls. Like some of the fathers have, you know, introduced their daughters into it. But they're going away from the Disney princesses, so to speak, and they're Yeah, you know, they're trying to create a more of a warrior style. That's why they do the yeah. you know, the live action Mulan. You know, they brought Ray in as the as as the new like uh, uh, protagonist in the new Star Wars stuff. They're yeah. bring they're trying to bring in the whole female but badass female kind of you know attitude.
0: Well, and and plus you know. <sighs> I was, I was having this conversation with my mom yesterday about the fact that that you sort of have to normalize things in media in order for them to normalize in person. So like when we were when we were children, like a lot of black people didn't have a voice on television unless they were the bad guy in the scene or the neighbor, the you know, the quirky neighbor. Latinos didn't have a spot on on television, Asian people didn't have a spot on television. And it had to be normalized so that you can eventually get to a place where a black actor could be a lead character. So you, you could have Will Smith playing in I am legend is basically castaway with zombies. And he's the only guy there forever. That, and you're watching him and you just, you can't take your eyes off of him because he puts you in that scenario. But there was a process that happened. It was this, it was a whole thing that happened and, her taking over the role, you know, Rosario Dawson taking on the role as a Tano and then establishing an entire series around her is a huge step because then it normalizes that idea, like you said, you don't have to be a princess, you don't have to depend on a guy, you don't have to be the, the queen on the crown. You you can be a warrior badass, basically, and, and and have your own story told and people be interested, not just girls, everyone. And this is a character that everyone can get behind. And they talked about that a little bit in that animated thing that I shared. You know, Dave Filoni made that decision with his group, you know, of, yeah, we could, we could do, you know, depict her as this, but then it's more of a, and this girl does this. Whereas if you depict her as a, as a Jedi, they, as a true kick ass Jedi, then you forget the fact that you're watching a girl play a role. You're just like, wow, here she is. No, you know, and it's, (laughs) Like like the scene of the of the like you know the the fact oh, that she yes. holds the fact that she holds the blades in the reverse order and then she lights them up across her face and I'm like, oh, they're about to get it now.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, get it girl. You know, I mean that's that's one of the reasons I like to show Vikings is because of the Catherine Winrick's character, you know, playing Lagartha. I mean, she is a warrior princess, and when she enters the scene and somebody does her wrong, she's like, You're gonna pay for that. And I'm like, Oh, oh, you certainly are.
1: <laughs> See, I have not watched that one. I've heard good things. Christy started watching it, but I haven't watched that one. Uh,
0: If you watch season one, you're going to be like, Oh my God, what have I been missing? I'm just telling you it's bad. So um, we're normalizing the character. Okay. This is the reason I got on this conversation with my mom was because there's some Christmas movies that are out now on Netflix and Christmas shows and that kind of stuff. And There's one that um, Disney did a couple years ago called Christmas Chronicles. And it had Kurt Russell on there as like like a Santa Claus and like, oh no, Christmas spirit's low. And they got to raise Christmas spirit and he gets to fly the reindeer and whatever. And there's a scene in there where he gets to show that he's Santa Claus. So he magically makes people sing and dance and they put on like a little rock concert and everybody suddenly gets in the Christmas cheer. That's the whole premise basically. So they thought it was good enough to make Christmas Chronicles 2. Oh, really? Well, what can we do with number two? So in number two, they have the same kids involved, but they're older now. So there's a different storyline. Um, and Goldie Hans in it. <clears throat> My mom, you know, made a comment. She's like, Goldie looks like crap. And I'm like, mm, I mean, they both had some work done. Her work just didn't turn out as good as his, but I didn't think she looked like crap. <clears throat> the thing about the show that I want to talk about though, was the, the main character is a, is a boy and a girl and their mom, their dad had died. So, the mom is remarrying a, a, a black guy, and he has a son, a young black boy that's that's now you know going to be part of their blended family, and they never address that. They never talk about it. They never.
1: So they, it just it just normalized. It's, normalized exactly it's completely normalized like it, it, it you, you don't even, you don't even consider the fact that it's a, a mixed race couple
0: right but you have to think about the steps that's had to go through for that to be okay yeah. for people to watch in 2020 back in the jeffersons you had a white guy who was married to a, a black woman and that was sort of the you know okay we'll have george jefferson be the main character but we'll also have this white guy in the show so it won't be too bad it was like what but but that's the mentality that it was back then but it started with shows like that and Sanford and Son and stuff like that just to normalize the fact that a black character could have a lead role again what message are you giving young children okay so along the way it does get more and more normalized you get you do get a Ildris Ilba who is a complete bad-to-the-bone actor he gets yes, yes. you know deemed America's hottest man which let's face it the year he won yeah that's a good looking man. Um, <laughs> you know, Denzel Washington has been crushing it for years, but again, it took him a long time for him to be a lead role character. I mean, you know, Hollywood just yeah, didn't have faith looked that looked he looked could looked be the, the draw, but he, he did become the draw.
1: I mean, look um, at how many, look at how many bit parts Sam, Sam Jackson had to do before he got, you know, yeah. you know, a, a major starring role kind of thing. And then once he got it, you know, he took it to a whole nother level.
0: Right. You know? But you know, okay. So that's one Christmas movie. Okay, which I, the movie's not great. I'll just go ahead and comment on it. It's not great. Um, <clears throat> but I do like the character development and the fact that, that that element of the show is never commented on. It's normalized. It should be. So in the next show I watched, um, it was Jingle Jangle, which is, the name alone comes from a thing on I watched on Riverdale. It was some drug they used in Riverdale. It was, they had to come up with a name for a drug and this Jingle Jangle was supposed to be. That's the first thing I think of when I hear the name, and I'm like, "That's stupid. Why did you use that name?" But <clears throat> the movie starts, and it's basically a musical, and okay. most most of the actors are black, and Force Whitaker is like the main character, like he's the well, main.
1: That's, that's always a good point. It's a good start.
0: He, he's an inventor. He's a toy maker, and he's kind of a curmudgeonly guy. Um, there's a young girl in it who's who is the main character. She's his granddaughter in the show, and she's the lead character and she's very smart and she's very good at math and very good at imagination. And the movie as a whole is not a great movie, but I had to take, I had to take a step back and go, okay, if I were a young black girl, a young black boy, when I'm watching this and I'm thinking, Hey, I could also have imagination. I could also have dreams. I could also be good at math. I could also invent things like, Okay normalize it like this is the kind of you could tell like whoever produced this sunk a ton of money into it christopher i think is it christopher columbus no he did christopher columbus did the, the the santa claus movie um i forget who did this one but jordan um peel what's his name
1: jordan, okay yeah I, mean, I wrote it down yeah jordan peel it's key and peel so it's jordan peel no
0: it's key uh, and key and michael key, michael key, key, key is in it um the young girl's name is uh, Madeline Mills, and Ricky Martin is in it. Really? Yeah, I didn't know he was in it, but I, once once I saw the credit, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I know what character he was. He's like a little, he's like a,
1: an animated little toy. Okay, so he's a little animated. So it's not actually him, but it's his voice. Yeah,
0: he's kind of a jerk too, which is really funny. He, it's a funny role, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it, again. <sighs> it's that element of television that you don't necessarily think about and you shouldn't think about. It should be the thing that you just go, Oh, this is a good show. That's it. That should be the only thought we're just older that we think about that kind of thing now, or, or that I think about that thing now. And I think, good, finally. Well, yeah,
1: no, no, it's it definitely, it's definitely a good thing. And, but like you said, it, it, it's great that a younger generation is probably not even aware of this. Yeah. Or you hope, that's what we're hoping for.
0: I mean, if I were to, if I were to tell people about the show, I would say, yeah, Jingle Jangle's kind of a fun little Christmas movie. And it's, it's got this real inventive girl that that's, you know, got a great imagination and it takes her to kind of get her grandfather out of this funk. And it's, it's a neat little story and it's kind of a musical. I don't know that I would have ever described it as, as being a predominantly black cast. I don't think that would have been any of the top 20 things I would have talked about about the show. That's how good of a show it is. But again, it's not a great Christmas movie, but it's, it's. Decent, I mean, but but it's not a talking point. That's the biggest thing. Is is it it is so normalized in the way they did it
1: that it doesn't have to be. Well, at least for you, I mean, like you know, that's that's what I'm saying. Like you know, I would, and I'm hoping that because of that, you know, if if our generation, which you said, you know, even though it took you a moment to think about it, so it it did eventually come to you because that's just you know how kind of well,
0: because I'm breaking it down in my brain. I'm I'm thinking about. What am I going to yeah. talk about? And and so I'm, I'm overthinking it at times. Like when I'm watching Mandalorian, I'm overthinking. How did they get this shot? Is that done with this thing? Or is it how did, where did the camera, how did they get the I mean, camera you there? Watch
1: you watching the gallery thing so much? Yeah. Because like, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, like I do a little bit of that, but I pretty much just get wrapped up in the story. Like I haven't oh. watched the gallery thing yet because of that, because now, I kind of feel like when you when when you talk about it, you talk about that kind of stuff, and I feel like maybe part of that's because of you watch the gallery and you get to watch all the different things because you like to do that. Like you know, when you used to show me the YouTubes of the guy who's you know creating the creating the content, yeah, you know yeah. how he goes and sets up all the cameras here and there, and that's how your brain thinks because you yeah. think about that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, well, to- and 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 again, a good story will take you out of that. I can tell you that watching the Ahsoka episode, I didn't think about that
1: until <laughs> the end right
0: no i didn't think about it until you just mentioned it now i'm thinking how did they shoot the scene where you know i'm now i'm thinking about it but that whole episode i was just like oh. i was so geeked out i was, I was loving it well, okay I, I, so
1: I, the last two episodes i have pretty much geeked out so
0: to come full circle um how badass was it to suddenly see uh boba fett put on his armor and then knee rocket his way to the victory.
1: <laughs> I was waiting for you to bring it. you on the phone the other day. You were so excited about the knee rocket. I knew that I had to be in this conversation somewhere. He's like,
0: he's like, I've kicked your ass enough now. Let me just use my knee rockets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? Well, You notice it after the knee rocket. They're like, we got to turn around. We got to go away. This, this Yeah. This- He's got knee rockets. We can't find
0: rockets coming out of places we can't even find. I mean, Mando has that one thing on his arm where
1: it shoots out yeah, 100 the, 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 little the, flares. The, the, that the, the Singing birds, I think it's called.
0: Yeah. I mean, and but Whistling yeah, birds. yeah, but he's got them coming out of his knees. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> And then they think, oh, we'll just fly away. Oh, no, you won't. And he's, yeah, he pulls. Gets, gets his helmet down with his eyepiece, and he gets that rocket and, and blows one up into the other. I mean, holy. And he's like, good shot. Yeah. He's like, I was actually aiming for the other one. but
1: <laughs> Yeah, it just it worked out. Because, like, when he hit it, I was like, oh, he's going to hit the top one. It's going to blow up and go down on the second one and I'll kick them both. And then they, they make a joke of, oh, I was aiming for the other one. Yeah. Hilarious. My, 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 my favorite part, though, is the fact that they show his loyalty yeah his his character and his his loyalty to the fact that like you know this, his ship got blown up and the kid got taken away, and so now you know he's like we're in debt to you because we told you we would help you and the kid get out safe if you which, didn't is, honor.
0: which is which is a bit of the code
1: what he is i mean yeah. he, he he's nothing but a a person of uh character and of honor
0: yeah, he follows through whatever he says he's going to do he follows through. When 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 Mace Windu took his hel- his father's helmet off, <laughs> he was like, "All right, Jedi, the bad guy." Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, of course. I love even in the animated show they had Boba Fett as a child in the show, which was interesting altogether as well. I don't know if you saw that part.
1: <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think I've seen that yet.
0: So yeah, he yeah so. Spoiler. <laughs> well, there's, I there's just, him as a child and he's not happy about things.
1: <laughs> well, he didn't look happy in the movie whenever, you know, he was looking at his dad's helmet with it yeah. still stuck in it. I
0: love the fact that his face is, is a little chewed up too. Cause then it kind of gives you that, that knowledge of, yeah, he's been through some crap, like, you know, plus the helmet, his armor already looks like it's been through some crap before he ever got into the Sarlacc pit. I mean, but yeah, you can tell he's he's battle worn and oh, he, yeah. earned, he earned everything.
1: He de- he de- he definitely fought his way out of the star like that. It wasn't it wasn't like he crawled out. He fought his way out, obviously. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, so <clears throat> I know you don't have quote unquote Netflix, but um I've been watching this show that's been coming on. Um it's like an animated show called Big Mouth. And it's it's uh it's really vulgar. It's a uh, cartoon. Um It's run by comedians, uh, John Mulaney and, um, Yeah, me, I'm John Mulaney. Somebody, uh, some other comedian. They're Uh, like the main uh, characters. Um, Jenny Slate is one of the characters. Um, there's a bunch of them. God, there's there's just so many, this season four just came out and I binged it one morning. I got up at 7am and I was like, what am I going to do today? Oh, this will consume some time. And I watched all of the season. Um, they're middle middle-aged kids who are uh buddies and they're going through puberty and this they have hormone monsters that follow them around and talk to them and they're really vulgar <laughs> <laughs>
1: that sounds fantastic one well, of said, you, you had me at, you had me at john mulaney because he is i think he's absolutely fantastic
0: one of them is uh maya rudolph plays one of the hormone monsters um, this year they introduced anxiety. So anxiety is these mosquitoes and they all have Maria Bamford's voice. Oh Lord. Hilarious. Um, they go to summer camp and, uh, one of the other campers is Seth Rogan and his opening joke is him showing his nutsack and look, look, I found a duck egg, you know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that sounds like something he might've ad-libbed.
0: It's a, it's a lot of vulgarity, a lot of stuff that, that kind of kids go through as adolescence. Uh, there's an episode where the main character girl uh, goes through her first period and she has to put in a, a tampon and she's, fi- she's trying to figure it out and she opens it up and the tampon talks to her and it's, hi, I'm Frank. I'm here for the job. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she, she freaks out. Ah, he's talking to me. You know, it's, it's hilarious. Like everything's got a animated voice. Um, there's a lot of uh, social things that they talk about in the show that, uh, are not going to jive well with a lot of people, but it's, it's open conversation. It's, it's ultimately comedians who were like, okay, we can make an animated show about puberty. Where do you want to do it? Go.
1: <laughs> so, so now real quick, real quick. Was the name Rick Nick Kroll? Is that one of the ones? Nick Kroll. Yeah. Yeah. Cause him and Melanie him and Mulaney do a lot of stuff together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think they have a, an a live show. Some kind yeah, of, they
1: do like a Broadway show where like they're, they they do like like skits and stuff. I mean, I catch I catch a, I catch a lot of their stuff on uh, the Netflix uh, XM radio. Well,
0: they have a new show that they're going to do with um, Jenny Slate, which is one of the characters on the show. Um, I just heard about it. I'm not exactly sure what the episode or what the series is going to be about, but I'm sure I'll talk about it on here. But anyway, I know that you have a way to to watch things. Uh, Big Mouth,
1: check well, it out. Actually, uh, Chrissy still pays for Netflix because she likes oh. to have. In case like the the you know the the thing that I use is not working well yeah. or something she can't find a you know a, a source so she keeps her Netflix so I do have Netflix as well
0: okay all right so um, also on Netflix I watched a show that really disturbed me called Hillbillyology Hillbilly elegy uh, E L E G Y it's got Glenn Close in it um, and oh this we... is
1: the one you sent the video of yeah okay yeah
0: so. Amy Adams is basically this kid's mom and she's she's gone through some severe PTSD issues and she it turns to heroin. Um she had a kid at 13 years old. They're living in I'm I think it's Kentucky. Um the grandma is rough around the edges, put it to put it mildly. Um she she takes an ownership of basically helping raise this boy who's hanging around with some delinquents and getting into trouble and and this kid, this is basically on a true story. This kid ultimately becomes a success. He becomes a lawyer. He's on podcasts. I mentioned it to Greg. Greg's like, "Oh yeah, just let's do a podcast with him and Jordan and uh, Jordan Peterson." And I'm like, "What?" Um, of course, you know, I'm sure he's out there promoting his movie. Um, but he wrote this best-selling book about his life, and and the grandmother in it is Glenn Close. And I remember Glenn Close is playing, you know, the the Fatal Attraction show or or whatever it was, uh, where she boiled the bunny. Um, <laughs> but she was a sex symbol at one time and now she's, she looks like my grandmother looked, my Nana, um, with the permed out hair and the gla- the thick glasses and the ch- ch- giant sweatshirt with a kitty cat on it. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> um, and, and they have flashback episodes of, of them fighting as younger couple, her and her husband and and basically him hitting her and getting drunk and her telling him, I'm going to set you on fire. And she does set him on fire at a certain point. And I'm like, I'm watching it and I'm going, I know people who've been through this, like in real life, people who've been through this. And I've seen some of this and I've been a part of some of this. And I've heard conversations of loved ones who've been through this. And it's it. I have a way of like listening to people's story and imagining it. And this basically just puts into light everything that I'd seen either growing up or through the eyes of people that I love and care about. And so watching the show, I didn't love it. I wasn't happy about it. And I was amazed at how good the acting was. I mean, especially at the end, I didn't know it was based on a true story. At the end, they they show photos and video of this guy's mom and grandmother. And Amy Adams is a spot on for his mom. And Glenn Close is spot on for his grandma. And I mean, holy crap, great acting. Um, not a, not a happy, good, feel good, lucky Christmas story that you want to hear around this time of the year.
1: No, but, but I mean, it's a story that some people want to need to hear that they can get out. I mean, I, 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 I know probably, I know at least for me, something like that might've given me a little bit more of a push that I could actually get out of, you know, what I grew up in,
0: <laughs> yeah. which
1: I did, I, I did, I did kind of get out of, and I mean, did. I, I, I did, I did, I did, I did, uh, move a little bit toward a better life,
0: but I but mean, it it's,
1: it, uh, it, 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 it's, it's, it's something that, you know, people are people who are going through it can see that other people are going through it. It's not just something that they have to go through.
0: I know, I, I know too many stories that people have shared with me that I can't share anything that's incriminating. Cause I don't, it's not there. It's not my story to tell of their story. Right. Um, but I've, I've listened to enough stories and I've seen enough with my own eyes, um, of the brutality that people can do to each other and, and do to themselves. And it's, a, it's, I guess for most of the world, that doesn't go through that kind of life. It's entertainment. I mean, if 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 you lived your life up north, like in New York, and you've lived a very posh life, and you turn this on, you're like, whoa, what a great performance. I can't believe it. What a story. Can you believe people live through that? And for, <laughs> for folks and out here, we're like, whoa, this. look, that looks like my aunt and uncle, <laughs> or that looks yeah. like my grandmother, or that looks like, you know, someone and his husband and wife, and oh, crap, you know, and those kids, I still remember those kids. What are those kids up to? Oh, crap. Yeah, I see what they're up to now. That's terrible. I mean, <sighs> Good performance though. Um
1: well the, the 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 clip that you sent with uh Nana in the car talking yeah. to the kid it was a good scene. I mean it really was, you know.
0: I mean he steals a calculator, spoiler he alert. He 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 she kind of takes him under her wing and he moves in with her and he's he's in math class and <clears throat> he he at some point kind of gives a crap about his future, but doesn't really. And he's being told he has to use this really expensive calculator to do his homework. And so he goes to radio shack and he knows he don't have the money, but he tries to steal it and he gets caught. And when he gets caught, she blesses him out and buys the calculator and he gets pissed off and throws it out the window. And she slams on the brakes and turns around and makes him get out and get it. And she gives him a what for in the car basically. And, and I was thinking, wow, I've given that speech and heard that speech. That's pretty, So, uh, you know, it, it, but it was the grandma's, like, she made a decision at a certain point of nothing changes until I change it. Like she was the, she was the anchor. She was the pivoting point. And for a lot of us, that character is a real character. That character is, is my grandmother, is your grandmother, is, is everyone's grandmother at a certain point that, that suddenly realized, yeah, my kid's going through some crap and it's kind of my fault. And if I don't change it right now, like, nothing's going to change.
1: You're, you're going to follow that same path.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can see the writing on the wall and, you, and you're and you like, all right, I got to make a decision here. And you just sort of dive into it whole hog and hope that something good comes out of it. And if nothing else, hopefully this kid's story is a testament to his grandma for, for being the person that gave a crap about him and set him on the right path. And and the kid took notice at, at a certain point. Um, I don't recommend watching it, but there's a, there's a point where she gets meals on wheels and the guy shows up at the door and she can't work. Um, they have no money. She's on assistance and she's taking care of her grandson. And when the guy shows up meals for wheels, she basically begs him for extra food. And when she gets her food, it's, it's enough for one with like a few extra grapes and, and she splits everything and gives him the majority of it. And he's looking at the, both plates and it suddenly dawns on him. And he's like, Oh, Oh, I got to take some ownership here. Like he, a light bulb cuts on, he starts cleaning up around the house. He starts taking the trash out. He starts going to work. I mean, you see him as a teenager working at a convenience store and it's like, yeah, that's kind of what you do at a certain point in your life is you go, all right, I get it. I got I to in, I gotta you know? pitch in. I got to do my part. And we all get to that point as adults, but everybody gets to it at different levels. Um, you know, some people are coddled a little too long. Some people have it easy. Some people have, have options. Um, there's a lot of kids out there that don't. And, and, you know, kudos to everybody out there who's going through this kind of crap. And I, and, and I know how hard it is and I know that it can be overcome. And if anybody's listening to this, that's going through this kind of crap. I mean, trust me, I get it. I've been there and, and you can get out of it. Um, But it takes a lot of hard work and determination. And this kid, Hey, he's a success. Now he's, he's made it, you know, for every measure of what you could call success, he's done it. And Hopefully, this movie will seen will be seen from others as an homage and not necessarily as a PTSD event, as it was for me.
1: So, you know, well, like I said, I, I, I would I would hope that maybe it would give some kids like you know like us as our earlier childhood, it would give them hope that they can get out of it. You know, especially in yeah. a situation like I mean, I don't I don't know exactly how many generations you saw of your family kind of struggle. Before your mom, you know, really. My mom up.
0: was the success, but my mom, like I, I've told my mom, I was like, I want you to, to write a book about your life. And she was like, no. And I was like, no, no, people need it. She's like, no, they don't. She goes, I'm, I've am i just made a decision. I'm never going to talk bad about people. And I was like, what? And she was like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people don't need to know. And I was like, okay, I totally get it. I understand. But my mom was the, oh, you're, the, you're, the right. rare success story out of all of that that she grew up in. I mean, but again, oh, not my story to tell, but
1: but no, I mean between 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 your mom and Greg's mom, the I mean, you, you they both you, you 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 guys both gave me hope that you know that you could get out of it. Yeah, you know that you you have to struggle for it and you have to work for it. It's not something the world's going to just hand you in a platter, you know. But it can be done. I mean, because like I had never seen it in my family. Yeah, you know. And then when I when I when I got when I got to you know see how hard your mom worked to. go to school and raise you guys and and do everything that she did. And then Greg's mom, how she was just, you know, she, she she was just a genius when it came to money. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, and, and, and she didn't, she didn't have a job that paid her tons and tons of money. She was just very smart with her money and to watch that and say, Hey, look, you know, anybody can do this really. Yeah. put your mind to it and you set your goals. And I mean, granted I didn't fully succeed. I didn't finish college and I probably would have been a little bit better off. But at the same time I did escape a lot of the crap that my, my family grew up in.
0: Yeah. Well, and you, you broke the habit. You broke the trend. The trend was have kids early and then screw up your life trying to figure it out as you go along. I mean, and, and I think
1: part of the reason why I chose not to have kids is because of that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I've talked about this before. I, I didn't necessarily plan on having kids as early as I did, but in a way, I broke the habit with my kids because I talked about it so much with them that they are now, you know, in their mid to late twenties and no kids. So I don't know what success that's considered to be measured by, but to me, that's a success because that's a,
1: that's a when
0: success. you... When you, I mean, you, you get behind the eight ball like that. It's a lot harder to figure out life when you're a kid as well. I mean, and, and children having children is <clears> one of the hardest things to overcome. Uh, you know, as an individual, but but it's also a reason for a lot of the things that are wrong with our country right now. Um, I don't know
1: Yeah. Kids having kids is, is, is a major problem because they don't, they don't raise the kids. Right. And then the kids end up being in a cycle of what they were.
0: Yeah. And you you don't have, you don't have parents who are fully, I mean, your brain isn't fully developed until you're 25. You don't even know who you are and you're trying to raise kids and somehow be in a relationship. And, and it's, it's kind of doomed from the beginning, but you know, if, if you weren't in such a hurry to grow up, you wouldn't have been in that situation to start with, but there is that push of thinking in your brain. If I could just, Get to this age, I could be out of here, and I want to listen to you people. I want to put up with this X, Y, Z, whatever the situation is. I mean, and there's a lot of people out there in that situation, and you know, there's no good answers. I mean, <laughs> there's it's just a lot of, like you said, be smart, make decisions, follow through with your decisions. You know, Greg made a comment a long time ago. He's like, I'm. He's like, he. He told me he was impressed with my ability to adapt to any situation and overcome whatever the obstacles are. And I told him, I said, well, my, my theory is that I was impressed with how determined he was and he had a plan and he followed through with it. And I said, you know, I I would have been much happier. I think if I'd have done that, or if I had that ability, but for whatever reason, I'm not wired the same way you are and neither, neither is anybody else. Everybody has their own little path they have to follow. And you either learn from it or you adapt to it or you get overwhelmed by it. I mean, that's your, that's your choices. So you know, there's a lot of people that let it just consume them and they they fall back and they just go, I, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to sit here.
1: Well, I okay, got to well, give right? – If you choose to sit there, you you kind of waste your life, you know? Well, I got to give a lot of credit and a sh- big shout-out to uh the king because he played a major role in the fact of me tr- being able to try to break the cycle and get out of – because, I mean, when I got kicked out of school and after we had our apartment and everybody, we moved on after that, I was – pretty much right there, ready to go back to the whole cycle of my family, just being, you know, nothing but a, just a, a wasted drunk and, you know, living from, you know, day to day with, you know, serving money and things like that. And Rodney basically saw that coming, I guess, or he, 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 saw, he saw the you know beginnings of it or whatever. And he asked me to come stay with him or offered me to come stay with him. And even though I still, I still drank and partied a little bit, I, I tried to get a little bit more of a, a, a straight and narrow life. Cause I didn't, you know, want to be that person. Yeah. And, and I and I and I fell back on it in Tennessee when I first moved in there with him. And I fell back on it real quick, but once by the time once we got through to New York, and ironically, when he went to New York City to live with his uncle, and I moved in with my friend across the street, that's when it really dawned on me of what you know what 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 opportunity he had given me, and I really really needed to make 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 good on it. Yeah, yeah, and that a lot. And then of course you know now that you know we're 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 all back in kind of the same area and we run into each other every now and then or get to hang out occasionally you know it it's it's reassuring to me that you know i i i did get out but i still got i still got a lot of room to grow
0: well if anything about this kind of dialogue and conversation that we've had about this show has has taught me or is is kind of leaning me towards is that everybody has a story to tell. Everybody has a history. Everybody has something that was like a catalyst moment in their life. And for a lot of people, it would be seen as something completely alien and completely weird and different. Um, but you never know who your audience is. You never know what is going to strike a nerve with somebody or what's going to inspire them. I mean, sometimes it's, it's watching a football game and some kid sees it and goes, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be that guy. Or it could be a movie or it could be a TV show or it could be some moment that just they could see a neighbor or a friend or a brother or whatever make a decision and it affects their lives. And and we all have those moments. But it also lets me know that, you know, everyone's story is kind of worth hearing. And your story is worth hearing. My story is worth hearing. We have a platform. We could talk about it whenever we want. So, I mean, you know, it's just kind of an open invitation to be like, I, I want to normalize the conversation for everybody. I made this comment today to somebody because I they, I had to do this interview thing about, about my my eye. <clears throat> and somehow we got on the conversation of the podcast and I said, I want to normalize every conversation. I want people to feel comfortable talking about what's going on in their life so they don't feel isolated. A lot of people feel isolated and and a lot of it is is the news media trying to Pit us against each other for ratings. Um, but it's also in the machismo of what we were taught as kids being young men of you don't talk about the things that you're failing in. You don't talk about your weaknesses. You don't talk about... She asked me in the conversation, she was like, what are your strengths and weaknesses? And I was like, well, my strengths got got taken out when I got hurt because I can't lift. And she goes, no, 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 no. Now, what are your strengths now? And I was like, um, that's a good question. And she's like, well, from talking to you, I can tell you're a good communicator. And I went... Bingo. That's a, (laughs) that's a strength. She goes, what's your weakness? And I went, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, I'm injured. she goes, no, 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 not the injury right now. What's your weakness? If it has nothing to do with the injury. And I was like, boredom. (laughs) She goes, I get it. She's like, I totally get it. You know, she kept asking me these questions about mental health and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm actually okay mentally health wise. And I think the biggest aspect of that is just having people to talk to on a regular basis, you know, having conversations with people. Um, it helps to get off your chest the things that are bothering you and and i mean for whatever we've cultivated as a group we're open to talk about anything and and be okay with it and be okay with each other and it's like you know there's no malice involved there's no you know miscontent it's just hey this is what's going on in my life and like okay cool want to talk about it have a beer yeah sure <laughs> you know so i don't know I, my point of all this was I wanna use this opportunity for everybody out there who's listening to form a group around you of any kind that you can find. It may not even be around people that you are necessarily friends with. It might just be people that you have an association with or, or that you have a likeness with. Share your conversation and share your story so that you don't feel isolated. That isolation can be a killer. And you know, this kid, for what he went through in this Hillbilly Elegy movie, I mean, he had his grandma. And at a certain point he found friends and he found somebody that he fell in love with and got married. And in and, and every step of the way, he was nervous to tell people about who he was and where he came from. And we all know people like that. We, are, we know some of us are people like that. And you got to be okay with it at a certain point because it just holds you back from living your full life. So...
1: No, I agree. I mean, for a quick example for that is, I mean, I've always never really been a big fan of Christmas. Um, when I was a kid, I sat, I sat and watched my mom cry trying to figure out which bills to pay so she could, you know, have a little bit of a Christmas for us. Yeah. So I hated to watch her struggle like that when I told her not to worry about it. But she's she's a mom and she wanted to make sure we had some kind of Christmas. So every Christmas since then, I've, I've never really been a Christmas person. It just it brings back bad memories.
0: Yeah, my well, mom as a student went through the same thing and she pawned her class ring one year to buy me a little star Wars tie fighter. That was about this big. And then my dad showed up and bought me a tie fighter. That was this big and pissed her off. But I, I, I saw how upset she was over it and she was struggling. I mean, she was going to school full time. She was trying to, at the time she waitressed at steak and shake in, in, in Georgia. Um, but it was all she could do to buy this one little toy for me for Christmas. And it broke her heart. And I think it did the same thing to me now that you mentioned it because Christmas kind of lost its appeal to me at that point. Yeah, I
1: mean, Um, it did, 100%. It
0: it wasn't until I met Dolores, my wife, and saw her amazing Hallmark-style Christmas tree, and I was like, who the hell decorates a tree like this? Who did you hire? She was like, hire? I did that myself. And I'm like, no, really. (laughs) I mean... it took that,
1: though. I mean, I That's kind of what I'm going with this is I, I, I've always had that feeling. Now, Chrissy, my girlfriend, she is all about Christmas. She's all about family and, and, and the spirit of Christmas and all this. And so like, I go to work one day and I come home and the whole house is decorated after I've been gone to work for a few hours. And I mean, and she, it brings so much joy to her. She's even having her. They, they told her she can't have a uh, empl- quote, employee Christmas party because, you know, too many people in the same place. So she's actually bringing them here and doing the Christmas party here instead of having like a work Christmas party where they're paying for everything. She's actually taking care of it for her employees because she wants them to have a Christmas party. Yeah. In the process of all of that, I've tried to explain to her why I didn't like Christmas and why I'm trying to adjust to it. So give me a little bit of time, but I'm working through it. it. But it's easier now watching her and the joy it brings her to sell, to celebrate to to decorate this house and the tree and all this kind of stuff, and I'm starting to get a little less humbuggy.
0: Yeah, well, you know? it, it, it's healing, and it, it it takes a while. It it's part of it is forgiving your parent for their own crap, because as an adult, as you get older, you go, oh, I get it. I go through crap too, and I've probably had that effect on my kids. I mean, (laughs) for whatever I'm going through, I probably had some weird effect on them. But you learn to forgive them of all of their failures because you realize, oh, we're all failures. We all have problems. We all have things we're dealing with. And sometimes we say the wrong thing and we react the wrong way and we don't plan like we should and we don't call the people like we should and we don't say I love you enough or whatever the situation is. I mean, that forgiveness leads way to Leads way to
1: love. Oh, I I, I, I totally agree. I, I, once 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 I reconnected with my mother, um, I guess maybe twelve years ago now. You know, she she and I had a conversation one night, and she tried to apologize for everything that she had done, and she knew that you know all this. And I tried to explain to her. I was like, look, it, it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. I understand it. But then she when she when she really broke it down and took time. I realized there was a lot more there underlying hurt and pain, yeah and frustration as well that I didn't realize that it that it, that when she apologized it, it came out of me, and ever since then I've been able to just pretty much not necessarily forget what happened or how or, or how my life was, but I've been able to accept it a lot easier, and it's a lot easier for me to kind of learn and move from it than to let it just sit and fester and destroy parts of my life.
0: Yeah. And to bring it full circle, again, she grew up in a generation where the the key component of being a woman was just to be pretty. And now we have Rosario Dawson playing a
1: Jedi. Yes. <laughs> full and circle, now, there it is. And
0: now young girls can grow up thinking I can be anything, even a Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> and Satine is gonna I mean we've seen a little bit of Katie Sackhoff being a Mandalorian but if they if they do the you full action a lot more dude Satine's gonna blow some crap up <laughs> <laughs> literally I mean her her ammunitions holy crap there's always crap blowing you got this yeah I got this everything's blowing up like get it
1: girl yeah yeah. yeah, she's she, she, she's their basher. I love it. I love it. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually, uh, we're, we're probably going to lose our Disney Plus at the end of, end of December yeah. because we did it for one year free with Verizon. So I'm going back and re-watching Rebels because I don't remember all of it as well as I wish I could. After our last podcast, when you talked about Ezra and the Temple, yeah. I remember, but I didn't remember it as vivid as you did. So I wanted to go back and rewatch it. So
0: once you lose it, uh get in touch with me, I may be
1: able to hook you up. We can do that. All right, like I said, my programs, I still can watch it. I'm still gonna be able to yeah. watch
0: them. But mine's mine's on a three year deal and I think I'm allowed up to six people on my thing and I can hook you up.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well works. That's a nice even trade for football. Yeah. <laughs> and UFC fights.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So speaking of fights. Did 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 we mention the uh Tyson exhibition fight?
0: Um, no, not really. I mean, Tyson was fighting Roy Jones Jr. I talked about it before it happened and I didn't watch it. And, um, I heard I think I mentioned it on a podcast, two podcasts ago, but I mean, they they sort of I heard they sparred really well. And at a certain point, uh,
1: yeah, first, first couple of rounds were okay. And then after that, it became a hug fest.
0: Yeah, we, we, you mentioned the fact that uh, Roy Jones mentioned that he got punched really hard one time. He thought, I just want to quit. Oh, that's, like, right.
1: that's <laughs> right. Yes, we did. Because yes, you, you mentioned the uh, Will Smith. Uh, yeah, you yeah. I, I can beat Mike Tyson. Yeah. Yes. Okay, now I remember. Yes, we did talk about it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, so this past weekend, there's a YouTube guy named Logan Paul who's gotten into boxing over the last few years. And he's apparently really good. And this past weekend, he knocked this dude out. I mean, this guy was like yeah, a... Uh, he'd Luke be
1: uh, Nate, Nate Washington. He was a former yeah. NBA player.
0: Yeah, well, this guy apparently was also like a, a a junior boxer, you know, growing up, and was a legit boxer in his own right. And when Logan Paul knocked him out, like there's a screenshot to him where he looks like Rocky from the third Rocky when he's all juiced up. I was like, holy crap, Logan, Jesus, you've been hitting the gym hard. But I guess Floyd Mayweather has put out the word of yeah, I'll box you for a, like they've agreed to a, yeah, an, exhibition, an exhibition boxing an exhibition match. match.
1: I believe it's in February, I believe.
0: And that's kind of a cool idea. Cause I mean, we've talked about the fact that Mayweather is such a smart fighter. He's going to avoid getting the big hit, <clears throat> but Logan Paul is no joke as a boxer. I mean, he's, he's legitimately coming around as a boxer, but it's <sighs> okay. You got a YouTube guy going to fight the greatest boxer of all times. <clears throat> Floyd's not going to lose, but also, you know, if he gets lucky and clobbers him one good, he's got some power to him. This is yeah. different than McGregor fighting him because McGregor's stylized is all about MMA and about, you know, using knees and body and grappling and stuff like that. You know, heavy striking from his legs, uh, flying leg kicks and crap like that, you know, but Logan Paul is...
1: is An actual boxer, so he knows the science. An actual
0: boxer. Yeah, he, he's training as a boxer. He's got his cardio up. This is not going to be like McGregor fighting him. This is, even though it's going to be... I think it's going to be less televised than the McGregor fight with. Uh, with oh, Mayweather.
1: Well, well, this, these exhibition things, they're doing them through like little, like, uh, like this last one, I can't remember exactly the name of the channel, but I mean, it was a, uh, it was like an internet channel. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, and I mean, <laughs> although I will say one of the more entertaining things was that Snoop Dogg was one of the commentators. I heard that. And that probably was the best part of the whole freaking show, to be honest.
0: Okay, so you, you know about the Snoop Dogg-Bert Kreischer tie-in, right?
1: Uh, they've got the, what, one big? The big show. The big show. The big show is coming up on TBS. I haven't yeah. seen it yet, but I saw the preview for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they got to hang out and be buddies during the show, and apparently Bert talks about them hanging out and smoking weed and, and, and drinking a little bit, and and he's like, now he's like Snoop's buddy. They call each other and, and Facetime each other, and then
1: yeah, but th- didn't 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 he make some kind of comment about the fact that like he thought he smoked weed, but then he hung out with Snoop and yeah. he realized he'd never yeah. smoked weed before, really.
0: Yeah, he's like, I took three puffs and woke up the next day. <laughs> 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 and, and Snoop smokes this stuff all day long, you know. Like, he said, but you know, I'm Bert makes a comment that he's the drinking portion of that. He goes, people think they drink until they drink with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, um, you know, I was talking to you about the fact that, that Bert Kreischer does a, a podcast with Tom Segura called two bears, one cave it's on YouTube. And it's also on everywhere you find any kind of podcast. Well, they've been doing these challenges with each other for a couple of years. They did the weight loss challenge one year. They did sober October for like three years. And it was all, it began as like a thing with Joe Rogan, trying to get the, trying to get Bert to save his life. Cause they, they felt like he was on this downward spiral of drinking too much. So it was a challenge just to see if he could quit drinking. And he did. He quit drinking for the whole month. And they. then it turned into like a fitness thing involved too because they had to do like uh, so many hot yoga classes for the month. And they all got in extremely good shape doing it. And, and they sort of had this thing going on every year until this past year whenever COVID hit and Joe was moving to Texas. They kind of, it didn't work out for them to do it this year. Well, with them doing Two Bears, One Cave, they've kind of set up their own little challenges because pretty much anything that Tom goes, hey, I bet we'd be good at this, you know, Bert immediately goes, oh, I'll beat you, whatever it is. Like he has this this grandiose idea of I'll beat you no matter what it is. You just mention it, you know, so they've done some challenges before with each other. They did one and filmed it for YouTube. Um they they're working on the production to release the video of it, but they played tennis. And apparently Bert, like neither one of them played tennis great. Uh, Tom said he played tennis when he was young and so did Bert, but then they quit playing for a long time for like, you know, 20 something years they played each other and Bert crushed Tom. So then the the competition moved towards basketball and apparently they had a basketball match that was going on. And I don't think this happened with them playing each other. I think this happened with Tom just trying to prepare to play Bert. He went to dunk the ball. He dunked it. And when he landed, he broke his arm and his leg.
1: Oh geez,
0: <laughs> and and I thought it was a joke at first. They were talking, you know, they, these things were coming across social media about, yeah, I broke him down when he went to dunk on me, and then it was, then it was you no know, Tom going, no, I legitimately got hurt, and I was like, Dunkin' Donuts, like what are you dunking? You, you're not dunking. You yeah, know, he's, he's like
1: not dunking the ball, but maybe maybe, maybe it was a nine foot rim instead of a ten foot rim or something. So
0: I don't know. I don't. They haven't put. Out, they're going to put out the video. They have a video of it apparently because they were filming him practicing for this thing, and he apparently did dunk the ball but when he landed he severed, like this bone came out of his arm. So he's, he's got a scar that goes almost from his elbow up to his shoulder. It's a wicked looking scar. He put it on He put it on Twitter today and he was like I'm thinking about getting a tattoo to cover this up. What do you guys think? And it's this long scar with with stitches all the way up. And someone wow. someone used Photoshop to write "fuck you, Bert." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they. I, well, I noticed on I noticed on that on that on that uh, that web page on on their Facebook page. That's basically all that page is is just each of them going at each other. Yeah, they're, and their and fans, everybody, everybody, everybody jumping on the on on the bandwagon.
0: Their fans messing with each other, and and you know it's kind of a community, and it's it can be mean spirited at times, and, they're, and they they really talk about the fact of like this is we're friends, like you you guys you guys talk crap about us or whatever. And that's fine. We're comedians. We can take it. But also like, understand we're best friends. Like <laughs> it doesn't matter what you say. We can rib each other. But at the end of the day, we're still best friends, you know? So anyway, I, I just think it was kind of cute. Um, I want to see the video of him dunking. Cause he's kind of a large fellow. That's why they call it two bears, one cave. Cause you know, the Bayer ideas, <laughs> yeah. them being, you know, gay dudes, well, o- overweight, bearded gay dudes, well, you know. Well,
1: that's like, that's like, uh, I, I was just listening to actually Tom on, like I said, on Netflix, uh, Serious, And the skit came on where he's talking about how he just wants to lose weight. And not because he wants to be healthy, because he wants to talk about fat people again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, because like, he, he, he's like, you know, he's like, people come up to him after the show. He's like, you know, you're pretty fat. <laughs> like, like, like you got, they got be by a lot
0: <laughs> well I, just, I mean a lot of people you know don't know Burt Kreischer that well but they know Tom Segura because Tom was one of the one of the first two comedians to put a, a special on Netflix Netflix reached out to Bill Burr first and Tom Segura second so 2013-14 is when they both put out their special and immediately got super successful because of Netflix the, it just happened at the right time it boomed Um, If you haven't seen Tom's latest special Disgraceful um, Yes I have Or not Disgraceful What's the latest one?
1: It's not Disgraceful Because that's the one I I think that's the last one I saw Because he's got the black leather jacket on
0: Well Disgraceful was the one Where he talks about his mom Tommy this is Disgraceful It's the one after that Um, He opens up talking about How your mom was a A hoe When she was growing up And
1: They're talking about Christmas Talking about Christmas Whenever he When he he decided to Hurt his mom's feeling Ah
0: I took notes. I'll have to review
1: my notes Get them here somewhere. <laughs> Wait, I got, I got a phone. You do have a phone and it has a, it has oh, a search engine.
0: latest special.
1: So while you're looking that up, so speaking of Netflix, the reason why we still kind of have Netflix, like I said, with well, Chrissy is loving it. We actually sent her, uh, her mom and her stepdad, our uh, access because she wanted them to watch the John Mulaney ball uh, hog ball hog. Okay. Yes. I have not seen that one. I saw it, but I haven't watched that one. Watch ball hog. Okay. But That's we were watching, uh, mom, uh, don't,
0: if mom's listening to this, mom, don't watch ball hog. Everyone you know, else don't
1: watch, don't watch ball, ball hog. hog. <laughs> yeah. Do you do, do, do not like what we watch?
0: It's hilarious. Oh, and you're, you're watching Wayne.
1: Yes, it's I cute. am watching Wayne still. I, I watched a couple episodes last night as a matter of fact, uh, I, 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 they, uh, the last one I, they just, they just left the hospital with her dad in the hospital. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, let's just get out of here. Good stuff. Yeah. I was, I was going to try and watch a couple more and I was like, no, nope, I need to get some sleep. It was like four o'clock in the morning. I was like, I need to get some sleep. Yeah. I had to, I had to do, uh, I had to do my Google classes cause it was due last night at about two o'clock. So I finished that up around like 1231
0: o'clock. I derailed you from talking about. Chrissy's dad.
1: Sorry. Oh, no, 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 no big no deal at all. I was just saying that, like, she, 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 wa- she doesn't really watch a lot of that stuff. She likes to watch her, like, uh, IDTV and ghost stories and things like that. But I got her to watch, uh, The Comeback Kid. Okay. With John Mulaney. And, uh, he did this skit about the horse in the hospital. And she absolutely lost it. And she's like, she, she's like, my parents have to see this. So she gave them her access. That's how I didn't even know we still had Netflix until then. Like uh, she, she watches it, but I never use it. Yeah.
0: Yep. There's lots of good stuff out there, folks. <clears throat> and sometimes your mom won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean it's not funny.
1: <laughs> I can promise you. My mom doesn't like half the stuff that I like to watch, but yeah, it's funny. <laughs> That's okay. We still love them. We do. Yeah. Well, well, hey, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up because uh, it's that time. I got you. Yeah, I got to go let the dogs in, and I probably need to start working on trying to figure out something for dinner. So yeah. But uh, but yeah, as of right now, my restaurant is closed every Monday, so I have every Monday off. Okay. So well, uh, we know we have two more episodes. Two more episodes in- two more okay. at least. Two okay, more so at least.
0: so right now, Grogu is in Moff Gideon's custody. So we've seen a preview of bill burr coming back on the show i'm excited about that very much so so the next episode is going to have mando and boba fett going to get him and break him out of prison so that he can help them and convince him to help him and then the last episode is going to be the appearance of a jedi maybe possibly maybe uh yoda's or uh, grogu's long distance phone call will come through and we might see an Ezra Pritchard bust through or something. I,
1: ooh, ooh. Wow! Ooh. There's a possibility. What a name, what a name drop! That would that would that, that would that would bring it all full circle. That would fall right into Dave Filoni's plan. Yeah, Ezra, Ezra, Ezra showing up would be absolutely right in line with what should be happening. And then he then he would go after they get the kid back and go with Ahsoka.
0: They could. I mean, th- this could Rock. be a storyline in in Rebels that we didn't see. I mean, this, it could be,
1: well, this could, this could be where they're trying to bridge the, um, the Canon universe and the new Disney universe. Yep. And this could be the bridge that brings that together.
0: Yep. I'm so glad that there's a lot of intelligent people working on this.
1: Yes. And and they've got Disney money to back them up. Yeah. I, I, I was, I was, I, I will be honest. I was very, very suspect when Disney took over. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that, especially the trolls, that they tried to like poo-poo the new movies. Yeah, I like the new movies. I thought they did a very good job. I did too. I really like the last movie. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 they, they, I, I, think, I think, I think they did credit to the name and to the, to, to the, to the series itself.
0: Oh, and because you're such a, a, a Star Wars nut as I am, um, have you seen the Disney Plus Lego Christmas special?
1: I did watch that already. Yes, I did. <laughs> Come on. Man.
0: I Dude, laughed my butt no off I'm watching done, that. Too. I laughed my butt off, especially like Guido's there. And he, he's like, you want to shoot first? Y'all got it. <laughs> 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 they both hit young and old. The hot were shooting him. I was like, that's great. <laughs> it,
1: it, it was it, it it threw me for a minute. I was wondering how they were going to, you know, bring it all together, but it ended up being really well done and but funny. A lot and that's, of funny that, moments. That's where I really enjoy the whole Lego series stuff. Yeah. is they, they, they make fun of themselves, but in a way that we can enjoy it and not, you know, like, you know, it, it's not against the Star Wars universe. Yeah. It's, just, you know, like you said, that, that, that one scene where it's like, you're going to shoot first. I mean, you know, if you don't know, the, if you don't know the scene, you're not going to find that as funny. Yeah. So, I mean, they, 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 they're still trying to, bri- like I said, they're trying to bridge all of us together and bring in a new group with us.
0: Even the stuff with the emperor, my, we watched, I made my wife watch it and she was like, I don't get it. And I was like, oh God,
1: I need to talk to Josh.
0: <laughs> I was like, how do you not get it? This is
1: hilarious. Well, I've been I've, I've been able to trick Chrissy, not trick her, but convince her to watch. Uh, she's watched the first two episodes of Mandalorian with me, and she likes it, but we just haven't had a chance to sit down because we have so many other things that we're watching together as well. Yeah. I'm trying to get her into it. and she's like, you don't want to watch it from the beginning. I'm like, yes, I do. If you're going to watch it with me, yeah. yes, I do. Why not? I mean, I'm going to watch Big Bang reruns. I could watch that. Yeah. I mean, you know, hey. There's nothing wrong with big bang reruns, and so at the right time. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still watching old Buffy reruns. Nothing wrong with that either.
0: Nothing wrong with that. Oh, sorry, I'm.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You you went Riverdale on you, didn't you? I
0: was reflecting on
1: <laughs> Sarah Elijah Michelle Geller. Elijah Dushu, <clears throat> and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, Pete, I, I, I never surprised. dated it.
0: I never dated uh, anyone who looked like her. I don't know what you're talking about. So
1: But uh yeah, and so you we'll know, we'll we'll see how the next episode goes. I, I I can't I can't think that it would be anything less than just extraordinary because yeah. we've got we've gotten to the point in the series where it is now, everything's pretty much gonna be action. I
0: made a comment we could call this segment Stroking My Wookiee with Josh and Josh.
1: You know. Every Monday, stroking the wookie.
0: I don't know if that would be okay to be for me to put in print so we'll just we'll verbally say that and then all right
1: we'll so 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 this is this is this is the this is the parentheses question mark stroking my wookie episodes
0: i'm a, i'm gonna call
1: it double j jedi double j jedi all right How about that jedi talk double j what? jedi talk
0: double j jedi talk
1: double j gonna, jedi talk
0: where's my pen i'm writing that down
1: oh writing this down it's, it's this is going this is going in the bank
0: in permanent ink
1: Money, baby
0: j or, or no i like double j double j jedi talk yes boom it's on the notebook
1: all right so we'll, we'll we'll shoot for next monday as soon as we get the next episode and spoiler alert nobody everybody watch it before monday pew, pew. well i was gonna i was gonna go but then i had to represent for uh coach beamer today Uh, big big, big change coming oh i I, I feel i I feel he's gonna be a good a good a good coach
0: i know we're wrapping this up but shout out to the shauna clairs for kicking byu's butt at that last second effort holy crap what a game
1: what a what a a tackle big shout out to
0: to byu for for like just saying yeah we'll play you guys on a thursday and the game's on saturday i mean that was a huge momentous effort to do but what a great game to watch that was so fun
1: I'm pretty sure that the works were already being like you know in the in the in 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 the conversation because I think that's why Game Day came here to Conway.
0: Well, I, I mean, Liberty did. backed out the Liberty, last second. Liberty
1: was, Liberty was still going to be a ranked school, but they already had issues. Yeah. So, I, th- I think that I think ESPN got wind of the fact that they were trying to schedule either like a BYU or something like that, yeah. and they went ahead and brought in College Game Day ahead of time. Even if it was Liberty, it's still two ranked teams.
0: The only undefeated program in South Carolina. Go Sean the yep. Go <laughs> It
1: was a, it was a it was a huge huge win. I, I saw I saw the best meme though. This isn't the first time that a bunch of Cougars came to Myrtle Beach and got more than they were working, looking for.
0: That's messed up.
1: I saw I saw someone tweet that one, and I had to, I had to, I had to reshare that one on Facebook. I thought that was the best one I saw.
0: I love the kid that made the T shirts, uh, the mullets versus the Mormons. Mullets
1: versus the and Mormons, yeah. That's, and an ode to uh, co- Catholics versus the convicts.
0: That's so messed up, but that's funny. Uh, but what a game! I mean, that was fun to watch. The triple option is is hard to beat, and it is rare to have a quarterback that can run that properly. And and they did a great job. So and and that swarm defense, holy
1: crap they 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 they, they just swarmed that's it they swarm. i mean there's yep. there cuz BYU's quarterback is a He's a quarterback.
0: legit quarterback yeah he he i mean he could be a Heisman hopeful if it wasn't for the fact that you got four other Heisman hopeful quarterbacks out there but yeah great
1: but I mean, game they, to watch they, they, they put pressure on him big time i mean to the point where, like they, they i guarantee you BYU did not expect that kind of pressure from a small school yeah. when they came, when they took this when they took this uh this 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 game
0: yeah of course, my wife made a comment. She says, "Do you think they overlooked them?" And I was like, "No." No, neither one of these teams had any film to plan for. They both came into it blind. They are all they're both like, "All hey, right, kids, let's let's do our game plan and we'll try to adjust on the fly." But they were going to play their style of game no matter what. And we got to see the ultimate end of it, and it was a one score difference. I mean, yeah, a I mean, one it, it, yard it difference. Was, it
1: was one yard it was one yard difference. Yeah. I mean, it's this is like this is this is compared to they they compared it to the uh the, uh, St. Louis, the St. Louis Rams touchdown with the uh, Tennessee the Titans yep. when they when and then they also compared it to uh, last year when the Niners um, stopped Greenlaw stopped uh, Seattle on the one yard line even the one inch line basically yeah I mean he literally there was one guy if that one guy doesn't pull him down he scores and they lose yeah it was it was it was an incredible effort by the whole team they played great congratulations to the Shawneecles best team in the S, in, in South Carolina right now.
0: Yeah. Impressive. Impressive. Fun to watch. I mean, I, I turned over to, to see how the Clemson game was going. It's just boring. I, I turned over to watch Alabama, and it was boring, too. But this was an exciting game, and I loved every minute of it.
1: I expected them. I, I, the, the line was 10 and a half, and I thought they'd lose by 17. Yeah. I mean, I really did. I thought the I th- thought BYU was going to just going to eat them up on offense. Defensive, they would have a little bit of a struggle, but I mean, I thought that the China Clears would score, but I thought the BYU would really score. And they just that defense was just unbelievable. So all right. Well, I know you said it's about time for you, and it's about time for me as well. So uh but uh I
0: had to write down more notes to talk to to tag
1: J Squared Jedi Talk Monday. J Squared. Double J. Double J, excuse me, double J.
0: J Squared has a neat appeal to it.
1: I've always I, we've always gone with J Squared, I thought. Well, we used to be J cubed, but you know. You know, we know we know he's not listening.
0: <laughs> Can't be two skinny J's
1: hmm. Oh, well, not <laughs> not not two skinny J's anymore.
0: <laughs> Shout out to the two skinny Jays out of Columbia.
1: Yeah. So
0: all right. Well, cool, dear. Right. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it.
1: You got it, brother. And I, you, I look forward have a to great the next one. Week.
0: Week. Everybody out there listening, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. Uh, I put a link on Facebook of the year in review. Uh, Lots of new listeners this year. A big growth of listeners in Great Britain and Ireland. 45% in Great Britain and 44% in Ireland. Really cool. Um, Maybe that's where they're working to shoot this stuff. I don't know. Maybe the Star Wars people are like, hey, there's a podcast about us. Let me listen. I don't know. I've, I've had 421 new listens this past week alone. So,
1: well, just know if you need us to come on set at the Mandalorian and do a podcast on set, we'll be Listen, happy to do it.
0: I'm not greedy. We'll zoom you. I mean, <laughs> you <can laughs> stay right where you're at in your pajamas, and we'll still do it. So,
1: but if you wanted to get us on set and do it this on is, set,
0: this is literally a sheet behind me, by the way. This is not, I'm not really in space. So,
1: uh, that, 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 you know what that looks like actually now that I think about it. You remember the episode in Rebels when uh, they, they they go through the wormhole? That's what that looks like, man.
0: Or in Han Solo where he's in the storm. Well, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I can see like the little the the, the circle, circle in the back, right directly behind you on your uh, left shoulder. Fibonacci, baby. It looks it looks like the one where they shoot through the other side of the galaxy and they come back and they find their find this planet. It's math. Yeah, I know it's math. I know. it's <laughs> yeah. I know what it is.
0: I know, but some people are out there like he must be in the psychedelics. Nope. Nope. Yeah, math.
1: Always learning. Always trying to educate. That's right. Way to go. Keep 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 the community moving. You want to do the ending? Oh sure, why not? One more time, everybody. Cue the cow. Thanks, bud. You got it, brother.